Hello and welcome back to the Talking Heads and Tails podcast. I believe this is episode 23 of you listening to us ramble on, sometimes about churches, sometimes about part not being able to join the podcast on time or act correctly. Um, so, same again today, boys? Um, Pretty yeah. much. So, weekly feature now, isn't it? Part not being able to join on time or... Not being able to get his mic working. Yeah, do stats and stats and poor poor preparation. What more can you ask? Too busy eating, having, having the rich life of eating dark chocolate on a Monday night post gym. Is it Pat? Uh not post. I've I've done cardio today. So it's post gym. No, like I've not done. Yeah, yeah, like not done it tonight though. Been on my bike this morning. I thought you said you joined a leisure centre. Yeah, I just went on my walk this afternoon, <laughs> joined. They said, you're going to use it? And I said, nope, and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> they must have thought it was the weirdest thing ever. A bloke walks in, in sports clothes, says, can I pay for a one-off gym membership, please? Yeah, no problem. Cool, here's your card. Do you know where you're going? I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you're not going back in the gym. I went, no, I'm going home. Pat, that is actually mental. The gym was rammed. It was like half five. It was full of people. And I was like, no, nah, I'm coming back in the morning. See ya. Bye. And then I went mean, for a lovely walk on a nice late summer's evening around Saltwell Park. But surely you'd have just gone in for at least five minutes just so it looks like you actually wanted to actually go in the gym and actually go into the gym. I went and had a look around, but I didn't do out. My question is, would it have not been more cost-effective to join the day that you were first planning on going so you're not starting your membership early and then not going for a few days so there's like a lag of paying, of starting your payments but not going to the gym? I want to join the gym, but I don't really want to go to the gym tonight. So can we start it when I want to start going to the gym? Hold on, hold on. They don't. They don't say. Oh, there's twenty five days left in the month. Therefore, you pay twenty five thirtieths of a month. They just say no. The monthly month. Like, okay, if I'd gone to tomorrow, yeah, uh, tomorrow it wouldn't have been any cheaper than paying what I paid today. Yeah, we would have lost a day of not going to the gym. Hold on a minute. How is it a loss? If I went tomorrow and said, "Can I have a one off gym membership, please?" It would have been the same price. Yeah, but you've not. If you went tomorrow and joined tomorrow, you've gone 100% faster. You join today, don't go today, but go tomorrow. You're only at 50% then. I don't know who's being... I don't know who's being stupider here. You. You. Behave. You don't join a gym and not go to the gym. But why? I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> then why don't you join tomorrow? Because I went for a walk this evening and thought, do you know what I'll do? I'll take another thing off the list. Tomorrow morning at 7am, I don't want to be filling out gym membership forms and faffing on and asking where the change rooms are and, you know, if the sauna's up to temperature. Because they're, they're, all, they're all the things that I care about, aren't they? I don't think whenever I've joined a gym, I've even asked a question. I've just gone, can I join? And then join. Then again, 
Not many have five different sauna temperatures like yours, eh, Pat? No, but Brad, being being serious now, I've I've been a, just had a proactive day. You know, like five months ago, you sent me the list of things that I should do about buying a house. Today, I've done three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say there's definitely more than five on that list? I think the list definitely entails at least twelve things that you need to do. Yeah. Well, we're chipping away. New year, new me. New school year, new me. Oh, that was like my new tax year, new me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, apart from your pro- productive day, Pat, how was your week been? Or your weekend? We've yeah, weekend. On Friday. Yeah, sort of doing this. We've gone from not doing this enough to doing it too much, in my opinion. It's been too, not been long enough. Um, yeah, I had a good weekend. Uh, what did I do? We had um, George's sort of best mate from uni came up with her partner uh, and, and spent the weekend up here, so it was good. Just sort of basically just cruising around Newcastle, eating nice food, getting food envy, which was not on the agenda this weekend. I was a little bit disappointed with some of the things that I chose and then when other people got food, I was like, oh, that looks good. So, Go on, give um, an example. Uh, went to a place called The Broadshaw in Newcastle. Shout out, good place. Um, not, not an ad. Not an ad. But if they do want to sponsor us, I would happily eat their scotch eggs. It's basically like um, pub food, but like posh. So like it's like quite expensive and really nice. But like it's like traditional British food. So like I had um, black pudding and a couple of other things. What did I have to start? Had mushrooms on toast, which is a bit rogue, but it was just absolutely incredible. Right, anyway, right, right. What else is on this menu for you to decide to have mushrooms on toast? All right, let's have a Brad, look. At the, no, 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 Blows my mind. Brad, you sat down in a small plates restaurant and turned to the other people and said, I'm getting the chicken wings and wedges. Oh, you're not sharing, Brad? No. Right, okay. Right. Pat, you know this about me. My one pet peeve in my life is small plate restaurants. The one thing everyone seems to love is small plate restaurants. If I wanted to share, I'd share. I don't want to share. I'd get my own plates. <laughs> right, you got the menu up then, Jed. All right, what's it called? The broad chart. Do you want me to send? Do you want me to get the menu up? Uh, no. I'll get that. No, because it'd be right. funny if we get the wrong menu up. Right. Yeah. So the broad chart. The broad. Do you, do you not mean the broad chair? Chair. No, it's chart. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's no S in there. I've, what have you? Have you? No, there isn't an S. It's CH, mate. Um, right, dining <laughs> room, small plates. What we're we doing? Proper food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Small plates, potted shrimps, pea fennel, and lovage soup. What bar food or dining room? Dining room. Get up. Get. You ready? Yeah. I mean, oh. I've got it up here. It's not working for me. Oh, right. Do you want me to first, read it to you, thing, First thing that I'm seeing is you didn't just get creamed wild mushrooms on sourdough for starter. You paid 11 quid for it as well. 
Yeah, it was banging. It was unbelievably so oh, good. Pat, who ordered mushroom on toast? Mate, don't knock it until you've had it. Come oh, here. Well, Pat, if I go there, the last thing I'll order is mushroom on toast. All right, what are you ordering then? I can't open the fucking menu. Oh, Brad, none of it, none of these is taking your fancy, Brad. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. I'm not gonna lie. There's no chicken wings and wedges on here, lad. <laughs> I'd probably get the local crab on toast for thirteen pounds. What's it on not... toast stuff? Why is everything on toast? So you can get haggis on toast, which is no. good. I've had that before. Really good. Half a dozen oysters. Yeah, that's also good. All right, one minute. Salad of little gem, toasted seed, soft herbs, hen's egg, and salad cream for £9. You're basically getting egg and some lettuce for nine quid. Right. Can we just can we move on from the assassination of what is a perfectly good restaurant? I'm happy right. for you to give me shit for cream wild mushrooms on sourdough, but the Rorschach does not deserve your judgment. Honestly, <laughs> the food's unreal. What did you get? To be fair, judging off what starters, I wouldn't even have a starter. What did you get for mains? Um, I got... See, it's not... Oh, a spicy blood pudding with deviled sauce, which is really good, actually. But Georgia, which is not on this menu, got and shared it. A duck, tarragon and leek pie to share for two. And it was just it just looked insane and tasted amazing. I mean, that Hereford T-bone with peppercorn sauce for two to share. Seems looks like good. Bit, seems like it would be up my street. Yeah, yeah. It, it did look good. Like, some of the people on the table next to us got that. So, yeah, I mean... Fucking hell, are you staking out everyone at the restaurant and seeing what everyone ordered? Are you, no, you see what other people... Are you talking about food, Emmy? You know what's not what people sit on your table? People next door. Right, sorry, Pat. We'll move on. We'll, we'll move on from, right, from then. your weekend, from, from a Saturday. Jesus. Gone out for a nice meal and been absolutely crucified for it. Anyway, how was your week? What cocktail job have you uh, I had... No, I drank beer. Sounds like a, a lovely weekend anyway, Pat. I think yeah. you the restaurant. I hate you both. Um, <laughs> um, moving on, uh, Jed, how was your weekend? Did you um, put on, or did you shave some seconds off your 100 metres and learn French before you played rugby on Saturday? Um, so I shaved some seconds off my 100 metres by uh, going for the buzz cut. So Which I'm looks great. Does look good. Nice and now. streamlined. Yeah, streamlined. Learning French didn't go to plan. As you know, I had a 24-day streak on Duolingo the other week. More to impress a girl, but that's no no longer happening. So I could have done with that. And in Duolingo, they were kind of more like, oh, it is an orange and it is a cat, rather than you run the hard line, I'll be out the back. <laughs> <laughs> you hit yeah. that gap, you yeah, I'll be behind you. That's yeah. like another level of proficiency, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Basic fruit and veg, rugby line, rugby calls. Yeah, um, but turned up to West Park St. Helens to play rugby. Uh, on the opposite team was 
ex St. Helens and Samoa International, Mori Fotovalu. Um, I mean, he's 42 now, but he was still about 17 stone and six foot five playing in the row. He's played for Harley Quinn's Rugby Union as well. Were you fangirling? Um, no, I wasn't fangirling. I didn't actually realise it was him until yeah, the yeah. game. Um, <laughs> he ran at you. <laughs> no, well, he did run at me. But the thing I've learned from the game is, even though he was 42, never run directly at an ex St. Helens and Samoa International because I got absolutely levelled very early on in the game. Nice. I mean... I'm not gonna lie. If you ran with me before the game went, right? There's a big Samoan-looking lad who's played for Settlements. What should I do? I'd probably say not to run directly at him. It might hurt. Yeah, yeah. So just, it's funny. Just it's be... funny though, Jed, because me and Brad actually do a podcast with him where we talk about very similar <laughs> things. And he said playing rugby at 42. Um, when someone runs straight at you, you just got to, your first shot just got to be immaculate, and you just got to absolutely level them, and then you don't have to tackle anyone else all game. Um, so well, you know, Jed, maybe you run at him a second time, he'd be fine. What was your thought process behind running straight at him? I was just so we were we were doing a set play off a line out, and my my job was to tie up the middle and to tie up the uh, forwards that were at the back of the line out. And it was him. So I was doing my job for the team. Did you actually play the ball? Uh, no, because you don't play the ball in rugby union. Um, but my back row got there and we secured the ball, bish, bash, bosh, and we didn't score off it. So what's it, what's it called in union? The rook? What, what? Yeah, the rook. You just get quick ball. Yeah, but you're still quick presenting ball. the ball, aren't you? are still presenting the ball are you still playing the yeah. ball. All right. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I also went out for tea Saturday night. A little nice. bit pub, pub kind of situation. What'd you have? I, uh, or are we gonna? I I didn't get wild mushrooms on sourdough. I oh, got you missed out. Gammon, egg, chips, peas. Different pub vibe that. Come on, Weather spoons. Yeah. Different pub <laughs> vibes, but I said similar pubish vibes. Well, it was on yeah. toe, so it wasn't similar. Brad, Brad, yeah. You were on the same sort of vibe eh, when that lad told you to shut up when you told everyone, when he told Salford to go left and they scored right, okay? <laughs> so just settle. All right, so just, just going back to Mari Fasavalu, he played 164 times for St. Helens, uh, 85 times for Harlequin's Rugby Union, and has played 28 times for Samoa. <laughs> So and, you ran, and you ran straight, and yeah. you thought, I'll run straight at him. Yeah, and I got up, and it was fine. So I'm rubbing it. Adrenaline's going through you, so fine. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, came up to Whitby yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, just, just having a nice relax by the seaside. Have you got another week off work? I've got four days off. I work today. What? You've had about eight weeks off since we started this podcast. Well, I was off for six weeks because of my operation at the beginning of the year. As but well that as that. That didn't count as holiday, but that meant that I had basically a three-month <laughs> period where I didn't book any holiday, but still had loads of time off. Didn't so I've been able to... holiday. 
I've been able to backload all my holiday. To be fair, I don't think post operation was any anyway a holiday, so I wasn't included in that no. chat. I was looking at I was looking at photos earlier actually. Of that, that there was a few that I came across that where you sent us early on. It's mad how much this car's gone down since then. Nuts. Yeah, it's mental. Um, um, but yeah, that's my weekend, Brad. What have you been up to? Um, yeah, similar really. Played rugby on um, Saturday, scored, but got beat. So oh, two, up the boy. Two weeks in a row, that was got beat, but. Oh, I'm not going to go into it because I think every listener will think I just assassinate referees, but the referee might as well not have been there. Or honestly, I say similar you. every week. This yeah, it's just standard of officiating is poor. It was, it was it, if you watch you, yeah, but you see my games, Jed, and you know the standard of the referee. In. Yeah, um, but if it's not Salford Red Devils referee. It's Salford City. If it's not that, it's Everton. Yeah, it's not that. It's a boxing judge. No, I don't play in boxing. Well, it's judging always officiating, it, Brad? It is. It's always a person that's not putting the heart on the line or the body on the line. It's just a person in the middle with a little whistle going, "You're offside. You're offside." But however, one main thing from the game is. A, we're in the playoffs, but I've never seen so many penalties given away by the team with the ball in the hand. It must have been about six penalties. But, like, not playing the ball correctly when no one does in amateur rugby league at all. I gave away one, apparently, because I tried to play the ball too quick, but I had the ball in my hand and didn't even try to play the ball, so I don't know what he's saying. So, one of them, live and learn, don't you? Our... But yeah, however, I am currently unable to walk. After I scored my try, scored the tries in the second half, I just cramped up, but I carried on playing, which is a bit stupid. And now when I sit down for long periods of time, my heart is just, just like pain I never had before, really. So that's something I've got to manage. Calves can be a killer. I don't think you realise how much you can you, you use them just walking about until you injure them. I know. I'm just literally hobbling about everywhere, so it's not so fun. Well, I, it's not fun pain. Let's describe your try. How, how far was it? 80, 90 metres? Oh, less. Well, I probably ran for five metres, but it was less than one metre away from the line when I got the ball. <laughs> so we have, a, we have a play where a prop drops a prop off and then passes it to a like an half-back running through. But the prop didn't drop me off, so I was like, literally just stood next to him. He got an offload to me and I ran round him. Obviously, he just passed me the ball, so it wasn't like crossing. And it's... I mean, it sounds like crossing. It does sound... You just, I think you've just described crossing. No, so like, he had the bats. He just passed me the ball. I went round him, but I was quite close <laughs> to him. Um, but no, it so wasn't I was like, literally behind him when he passed me the ball and then I went to his right and there's a bit of a gap and then two people were on me but it's got to the line and I think just celebrated blocked, and just then blocked blocked down. Well, I went to celebrate but to G the boys up this is to go 14-12 up kick to come but we didn't even bothered the boys just wanted to get back and play and then we gave a penalty away the next set for not playing the ball correctly 
that reminds way. me of a, a certain Keithley player that will remain nameless who every time they scored against North Wales Crusaders on bank holiday weekend did not celebrate with the boys and just walked straight back to his mark. <laughs> <laughs> did not say anything. So, even set up a try and didn't even celebrate. Yeah, it was brilliant. So funny. And then uh, Saturday evening uh, was babysitting. So I did actually yesterday go to the pub and threw a few arrows, which was nice. fun. Yeah, played a bit of killer. Won one game, paid like second in the net. Not very good at that. Just the old tactical throw and hope. Yeah. Um, played a few 501s. Won one of them. So, finish on a double. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Was it double one by any chance? It was double ten. Oh, that's my favourite double, that. Is it? Yeah. So, on killer, I had number 16, and I kept getting double 16, which is fun, because it you in the game of killer, doesn't it? Yeah. I did on my, because um, I won, my, won the first game, the next game, I went first, and it was, I got 15, treble 15 first start. So we play, if you hit your number, obviously you get treble, you get three points. When you're three points, you're on killer. So then I have two darts to kill people. Nice. Miss both. Love it. Um, but yeah. Um, on, on Keithley, we'll just give a bit of a shout out to him. Invincible yeah, season. Huge. Our boyfriend of the pod. Uh, Al Junior doing it for the for the boys. Proud of him. Yeah, very proud of him. Good result that one of three that teams listen. ever. Not they'll listen. Yeah. No. Yeah, one of one three, of three teams, teams. Good start that. I like that. Is that your pat start? Please tell me that's not your pat start. No, don't you worry. That's next next week's pat start. Okay, good. Um, all right, Brad. We'll move on to stories of the week. So, my story is the upcoming week. The biggest week of them all. Playoff season. Knockout footy, baby. Finals footy. And more importantly, Saturday, half 12, Channel 4. Get it on, baby. Salford v Huddersfield v Salford. Couldn't write it. Yeah, well, I mean, you probably could. But well, is, uh, not the start of the season. We were not tips oh, for this. We were not tips for this at all, Jack. Yeah, don't worry. Good well. game that will be a good game. Are you a bit scared because they absolutely tiled you up at Magic Weekend? No, because we've had a game since then and we beat him thirty-four ten. That was a good game as well. Yeah, that was a scorcher that day as well. It was a scorcher. And there will be 4,000 solid faithful in the away end outnumbering the Giants, I think. Yeah, maybe. I genuinely think no. Salford be... are the only team that have the exact same number of away fans as they do home fans. Because <laughs> everyone that goes and watches them at home goes and watches them away. But no, it is, yeah, it is you got crazy. that wrong. You got that wrong. Is 3,999 Salford fans in the away end. One budding Salford coach is shouting go left every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is. So our ratio of fans that go away to 
fans the, the fans at home probably is quite high. I'd say we'll probably take about seven hundred away. Like at Castleford on Monday, there's about seven hundred there. What we get like four thousand max at home games. Yeah, it'll be good. Oh, it'll atmosphere be good. will be off through the roof, and then. Then the trip to St Helens the week after. That that could be interesting. Uh, so I Jed supports Wigan now. <laughs> I'd ask him to go, but he wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> okay, go on, Brad. Carry so on. predictions: Catalan v Leeds. At Catalan. Oh, um. Let's be a bit more professional here. Let's get some time to notes up and make notes of our predictions. Yeah, what let's is, do that. Review it. Uh, playoff predictions. Whoever gets the most points, so one point for guessing the result and one point for being closest by score, Yeah, you get a prize. By the end nice. of the playoffs. So we'll do this every week until grand final. Yeah, love it. So nice. Castan v Leeds. Catalan. By how many? What's the boundaries? I don't bat enough to know the boundaries. Um a number. We'll, we'll go yeah. precise. I'm go seven or five because drop goals. All oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh... Two rugby league fights, four for a try, two for a conversion, <laughs> two for a penalty um, goal, and one for a drop goal. Catalan by six, I think. Jed? Catalan by 18. Oh. What are you going, Brad? I was going to go really big too. Um, Catalan by 10. Nice. Uh, then I'll go first this round. Huddersfield Salf- v Salford. <laughs> go on. How many do you think Huddersfield will win by? Uh, Salford by 11. Nice. Jed? Uh, I'll... I don't know whether just to be a dick, just to annoy you, or... <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go close one, Salford by two. You'll see me crying at the end if it's that. Go on, Pat, do it. Pat, you part of this podcast? Salford by 16. Don't like three people back in Salford, eh? Put all of our pants down. Yeah. All right, shall I get the next? Do you know the next game? Should we do it for NRL too? There's only two games to play this week. Oh, yeah. Do the NRL as well. So, first game up, I believe, is Pampers Eels. 
woof, 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 the Battle of the West. Ed's, uh, Jed's one. going first. Um, I think it's going to be um, Panthers by Bull. Right, I'll go Eels by six. I was going to go Eels by two. I think it's going to be really close, that. Fucking hell. Jed will have to be an Eels fan by the end of the week. I know, yeah. <laughs> Got him. Uh, is that one shot? Speaking of who I'm fans of, City are doing well, aren't they? Uh, Melbourne <laughs> Canberra. You're going to go Canberra? Uh, yes, I'm going to go Canberra by one. Whoa, it's Pat first. Sorry. Ah, that's fine, Jad. Come on, Pat, I'll let you go. Storm by six. Oh. I really don't know. Storm been playing dreadful, haven't they? Yeah, yeah Belly, it might get them up for it, though. Yeah, but normally he does it three rounds before playoffs. Normally firing by now. Yeah. Is Pappy back? No, he's out for the season, isn't he? Broke his kneecap, didn't he? I mean, some would play. (laughs) Back in day, back in day, day, used to play a broken kneecap. Is um, Jerome Hughes back? Um, I don't know. They've not released the teams yet. Oh, Unless you want that's... me to go off five. Yeah, Jerome Hughes is back. Just going off five. I'll go P- Canberra by seven. Oh, oh, oh. Right, next game. Sharkies, Cowboys. Right, I'll go first. Oh, I... You could literally not leave the sofa all the whole weekend. Yeah, mate. Great weekend of sport, isn't it? I'm going Sharkies by 10. By 6 for me. Um, I'm going to go, as much as I don't want it, I'm going to go North Queensland by 3. And then the proper game, Roosters v Bunnies. Oh, poor. Game of the weekend, this, I think. Yeah, same. I reckon this will be a big, big scoring game. Yeah. I mean, who who do you want first, Brad? Pat can go first. He's not been first yet. What, seeing as I'm a Souths fan? Yeah. I don't know. Sort of... I kind of want to say Souths, but Roosters look good. They're on home turf. I think I am going to go Roosters by 12, 13, yeah. more than 12 probably, but yeah, 12. Jen, uh, I know you're going to go Roosters. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Roosters by... Um, I think it'll. I think it'll be close because after... Roosters told them up a bit last week, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I think Roosters by eight. 
I'm going to go bunnies by one. Roosters, roosters aren't getting bounced out first week. Have you seen how much we've been throbbing? Clip it. They look class, like they do look class. <laughs> clip, clip that. Okay. No, I know they do, but I need to, need to make this a bit more interesting. Yeah. In each in each prediction, one person has been an anomaly. Nice. That's good. That is good. So we will do that week on week. Um, and that likes the Super League playoff predictions. Everyone went for the same team. So, yeah, so that was my story of the week. Pat, your story of the week is you going to include a Pat stat? No, we'll do Pat stats uh, before we go into our top three. But this week was just a silly story that I came across and thought, I think that's quite amusing. I'd quite like yeah. to see it. So, um, FA Cup first qualifying round last weekend, I think. Um, 76th minute, ball goes out of play. Goalkeeper leaves the field of play to collect the ball, um, but decides that he needs a wee before he takes the goal kick. So he does so in a bush and then gets sent off. I mean, I I did see this story on Twitter. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's very, very funny. Yeah. Yeah, so goalkeeper Connor Merseco was sent off for urinating in a hedge during the English FA Cup first round qualifying match on Saturday. He plays in the ninth tier, Black, Blackfield and Langley, and was shown a red card in the 76th minute of a goalless draw with Shepton Mallet. Now, I think my only comment on that is Shepton Mallet were then playing a team without a goalkeeper and they had 15 minutes to score a goal. How did they not score a goal? Yeah, but could you not just sub a goalkeeper on through one of your defenders? I mean, you can, but I suppose ninth tier difference between, you know, people would just have a go, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, a nil-nil draw where the highlight is your keeper getting sent off and pissing in the bushes is the kind of amateur football or, um, yeah, semi-pro football that I'm here for. And it's what makes this country great. Yeah, yeah, I, I just enjoyed it. For me, it, it summarised FA Cup in a nutshell. Um, oh, weirdest, absolutely. Yeah, weirdest things you've ever seen people been sent off for? I've never what? seen anyone actually get sent off for a weird thing. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to play with a lad. I'm talking about like 10, 11, 12, playing football. And he'd be on the bench, but instead of actually being on the bench, he'd just climb trees. Yeah. So you go, yeah, Andy, do you want to play? And it'll be 20 foot in the air, climbing a fucking tree. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like he had some sort of attention disorder. So he essentially really got sent off for that, but he didn't. Why have what, you ever been seeing anything weird to be in, sent off for? In what? Context should somebody have been sent off for climbing up a tree? Well, he shouldn't have been. Well, he's not really a team player, is it? When he meant to be on the football pitch, but he's 20 foot in the air climbing, yeah. climbing um, some bark. 
Yeah, I'd like to see that um, ref's match report, why he sent him off. <laughs> I, uh, we had a player sent off last, last week for getting the yellow card and slapping the yellow card out of the ref's hand. That is brilliant. That <laughs> is top level shithousery. He slapped it out, what, then got a straight red? Yeah. Good work, that. I like it. Because it's weird in rugby. It, two yellows don't mean a red. And... Nah. Which I found out also on Saturday because you had a lad who got two yellows. Getting two yellows is just an absolute... It's, you've just had a shocker, haven't you, as that happens. Hold yeah. on, my, my head's gone then. So, so you can get two yellow cards in a rugby match and that's not your red. Yeah. Yeah. Just get another sim bid. Then you come back on and feel the play after two yellows. Yeah. Did not know that. Is that like an amateur thing or is that like a. No. Uh, Victor Radley got Simbin twice against. Was it the Broncos last year? Yeah. This year, wasn't it? Like a seven match ban after the game. That's wild. I didn't know that. Every, every um, day is a school day. Yeah, every day is a school day here at Talking Heads and Tails. We're here for informative content. That's it. That's it. We're breaking down the assumptions and barriers in sport. Yeah. Ah, we? we we're mixing. Like, we're mixing amateur sport with the highest of the high professional sports. And then yeah. we're finishing it up with a top three. We're like the podcast equivalent of Channel 4's coverage of Super League. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I saw your um, topic of the week and instantly thought, not sure I'm going to have any comments on this. So, if you and Pat want to divulge on a 20-minute conversation about said topic, feel free. So, I saw... Sorry. Go on. No, go on. So, I saw saw this as well and thought, "Mm, not been following this sport too much at the moment <laughs> so surely there's some sort of interesting that knowing Jed there'll be something interesting about this and do you know what I mean so, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting you to, to just be like well what do you think about the result I think I'd be totally utterly fucked if that was the case well no so basically Zimbabwe well I'll start from the top who doesn't like seeing Australia get videos for? Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, class. Especially games that they're expected to win, warm up for the World Cup. We've got loads of throbbers playing, so we'll easily beat Zimbabwe in an ODI series. Granted, they won the series, but they lost the final game. And I think it was the first time Zimbabwe have ever beaten Australia. So this was why it was my story of the week, a little bit of history being made. But what was absolutely like great about it is A, Australia got beat by Zimbabwe. Australia are a bunch of fucking losers. Two, <laughs> uh, the Australia batting scorecard was absolutely mind-blowing. So Australia batted first and got 141 all out. David Warner right. got 94. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. So amateur Glenn, cricket. Glenn Maxwell got, I think, like 19. And then the other highest score was five. That's madness. So two players got double figures and then everyone else got five or under. 
and then a Zimbabwean called Ryan Burl got five for ten bowling. So we got a five for, for ten runs in an ODI. Uh, Zimbabwe knocked it off like with seven seven wickets down. So I mean, it was just just quickly just going over it. But yeah, seeing Australia get get beat was good. But when I looked at the batting card and saw someone got ninety four out of one hundred and forty one, I was just like, yeah, that's madness. That is mental. Um, and then, yeah, reading the scorecard, it was great, like five, three, two, zero. But they had they had like a full strength squad playing as well, so it was funny. It reminds me of a um, story that I heard in school cricket, where good singer, friend of the pod, um, <laughs> he's a very good cricketer, and playing for his school, his school got something like. 120 in a T20 game and he got like 115 crazy you get that stupid level especially sports like that where one person can let's just carry a team yeah uh, but yeah don't want to don't want to go on, go on about it a little bit anymore I just thought it was I enjoyed humorous. that yeah I enjoyed that actually for good yeah. Thank you, sorry. Right, so uh, on to everyone's favourite section or new section. I think we need a jingle for this section. Pad stad. A Radio Four S jingle. Yeah, like the shipping forecast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. <laughs> Two seconds, folks. Yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll pod. Uh, so, Brad, are you watching the EFL tonight? The what? EFL. Middlesbrough East Sunderland. Yeah. Oh, I've I've got a better topic. I've had to play my wild card in FPL because I was doing that dog shit. You see where I am, baby. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number uno. I was going to talk about fancy actually. Tell you what, I played a cracker. Do you know where we did a pod on Thursday, was it? Or Friday? Friday. And I went, oh, I've done my two substitutions this week. Brought in Nick Pope, 12 points. Brought in Kieran Tierney, six or eight points. Yeah. And I took out Ramsdale and... Um, you know, I take out Reese James. Reese James, I don't think he played. Ramsdale, we've got zero points. He got three goals in. Probably Mystic Meg, mate. Yeah, so out of my team, yeah, Saliba got zero, Dunk got one, Darwin got two, my captain Jesus got one, so that's two. <laughs> Martinelli got two, Ward Krause got two. I also had Haaland, but didn't captain him, captain him. Oh, shocking. I got 34 points this week. I got 67. Yeah. That's a good week, that, Brad, because it wasn't a particularly high-scoring week on average, was it? I think the average oh. is, what, 44 this week? No, 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 we've got higher than 50 apart from me. Yours truly, yeah, fair so, Someone in the group likes to fly planes, likes to run a lot, got 29. Ooh, I'll have to have a look later. Right, now for the new segment.
Right, Pat stats. Um, so I got three stats for you this week. Yep. Um, could be Mayo. Might be Mayo. You have to decide whether it is Mayo. How many of the stats are Mayo? Could be three. Could be none. Oh, I like <laughs> it. Right, we'll go for the headlines. Obviously, I, I don't know. You know, I, I can't. Pre- it's not like it's not like would I lie to you? I'm not going to open open the floor for questioning. And, you know, there might be a few clarification questions, but other than that, I'll um, you know, we'll we'll just do we'll do the headlines. So we'll go through the first. The, well, we'll go through the them at a high level. You can ask a couple of questions to sort of help, but then go. I want to go Rather- to sleep tonight. Right, so Robert Firmino has played. Roberto Firmino has played in the Merseyside derby thirteen times and never scored. Fact. Nope. Just let me finish. <laughs> For four years running, the final team that the Wooden Spooners defeat in the NRL then go on to get the spoon the next season. Okay. And then the last one is Trent Bolt, New Zealand cricketer, who is a bowler, but also pretty handy with the bat. In his ODI career, has taken more wickets than he has scored runs. I think they're all bullshit. Um, I think the... I think it's true, false, true. So true that Robert Firmino has never, Roberto Firmino has never scored on a Merseyside derby. Yeah. And then the oh, no, that is NRL true. one. Yeah, the NRL one, false. Oh, the NRL true. one's false. Yeah. And then the, you're saying the Trent Bolt one is true. True. They are all fact. Oh, so Trent Bolt's played ninety-six games of ODI. He's taken a hundred and seventy-seven wickets. Yep, but only scored a hundred and seventy-six runs. It's one run in it. But he won't. He won't bat every game. What he likes to be honest. Nah, nah. Um, Still a lot of wickets out there, isn't it? Yep. Mad amount of wickets. To be fair to him, that's like nearly two a game. Um, I knew the obviously. Bobby Dino. Roberto Firmino is is true, yeah, never scored in a Merseyside derby. So, yeah, crazy rugby league fact. So, four years running, the final team that gets the wooden... The final team that the wooden spooners defeat goes on to get the spooners, the spoon, the very next season. So, in 2019, Gold Coast beat... Got the spoon, but beat Broncos. In 2020, Broncos got the spoon, but they beat Bulldogs. The last win yeah. of their season was Bulldogs. In 2021, Bulldogs got the spoon and their last win was the Tigers. And in 2022, the Tigers beat the Broncos and they're getting the spoon. So watch out for next year because that could mean that the Broncos rack up their second wooden spoon in five years. The Broncos get the spoon next year. That is absolutely mental. And it's witchcraft. They could get the spoon for one reason and one reason only if Payne Haas leaves. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, Pat, I enjoyed that. I hope the listeners did as well. I hope you played along <laughs> at home. Um, you Wait there. Is outro music. <laughs> <laughs>
Scratchings, would you consider? Yeah, you see, I, I have them in the same, or like a nibble, you know, like nuts. Yeah. Yeah. What is that yeah. sort of food called? Pub food. Pub <laughs> Toast on mushrooms. Yeah. 11 quid for the pleasure. So, <laughs> number three. Hey, bro. Go on. Number three. I think this. I think I've been wool-pulled a bit here because they're healthier, so in my mind, they are better because you can just absolutely scram loads of them. But barbecue pop chips, I think, are class. Knew that was going to be it. As soon as you said healthy, I went, my first thing was like, pop chips, 100%. Yeah. Oh, you can't, there's no other no crisp. You couldn't describe any other crisp as healthy and put it in the top three. Like, if you said, oh, they're healthy and I like... Walker's bait, oven bait ones. I'd just be like, get get out. No, uh, to be fair, Walker's baked cheese and onion, absolutely oh, ripping tear. No, any cheese and onion crisp needs to get in a bin. From, oh. that's my opinion. But pot chips, right? They're healthy. Well, they're healthy until you say in a full bag as a single, as just in one sitting. Oh yeah, that's why it's a wool pull because by the time you've <laughs> all of them, is a wool pull. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, barbecue pop chips are elite, I think. The sort of crisp where you eat like three three of them at a time and there's yeah. no reason why you eat three at a time. They're not going anywhere. No, agreed. Uh, Brad? Um, I'm going to go Walker's Max Paprika. Ooh, that is an unreal shout. Yeah. I don't know why I've gone third because they're very, very, very high. So high, I had a packet today. Yeah. It's my so the other two are going to be rippers. What's that? My go-to meal deal, Chris. Oh, 100%. Them are flame-grilled McCoys. Yeah. Ooh. Rippers. Uh, Pat? Uh, my... See, I've been quite, been quite missionary here and I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, come on, nobody's surprised. Radio Four Man, <laughs> get your list out. <laughs> uh, I quite like the kettle chips, black pepper, and sea salt ones. Oh, probably the worst ones. As if. No, I mean, I, I do, I don't mind them. Solid crisp. I feel like you have to have a dip with them. Yeah. What dip? You, you didn't say what are your top three crisps you can't have dip with. No, no, I didn't. You, you took the question and ran. What yeah. Did you yeah. 
sour cream and chive, I'm feeling. Where's that? Maybe rather with hummus. Yeah, hummus, solid, solid dip choice with, with a black pepper and sea salt crisp. Yeah. I don't I, I'm, like this, I'm not a big fan of hummus as a dip unless it's bitter bread. Controversial. Salad have you ever bush. had have you ever had pitta chips? No. No, but I'm gonna send you something on WhatsApp now that I did have. because uh, my mum and dad had some in. And they are absolutely elite. Um, whilst I'm doing that, I will go through my number two, which is, you might think this is a slightly rogue choice, but would it be one of Jed's top three if they didn't have a rogue choice in it? Um, I'm not sure if either of you have tried it, but Sizzling King Prawn McCoys. I've seen them, but I've never thought I'll try them over other options of McCoy's for some reason. Yeah, I've never had them. I, I'd always choose another McCoy's version. Yeah, I don't think I want to waste waste that option when I yeah. know there's a perfectly good option next to it or above it. Yeah, well, However, you... I am a, I'm a big fan of prawn cocktail crisps, if you taste like prawn cocktail crisps. If you like prawn cocktail crisps, they are you, they're the crisp for you because they are a nicer version of prawn cocktail crisp. And I think McCoy's crisp in general compared to Walker's, like the, the, the structural integrity of the crisp is a bit better, a bit crunchier, the ridge edge. Packs more of a punch, I think. Are you sending a picture in? No, I'm sending a picture of um, these other things that I got. Um, one minute was our chat. So. These kettle sourdough bites, they are absolute unreal. What, little rippers are they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, that flavour's got ripper, ripper all over it, hasn't it? Yeah, mate, it's, they are so good. Where are you getting them? I don't know, my mum and dad just had them in. They look good. Not got strong reviews, but I trust you. Like Ricardo, in it. There's also they do naan bites, which onion bhaji flavored, focaccia bites, rosemary and extra virgin olive oil flavored. Yeah, nice. Ooh, both two classic combinations, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Bit too Radio Four for Brad, though. One hundred percent. Brad would only like them if they were like. Sweet chili, halloumi, and fizzy bears flavored. <laughs> Brad, what's your number two? Madre. Uh, um, oh, what is my number two? I've got my number one, I've just about my number two. Uh, oh, it's might be a bit of a cop out. Do you know the Mango, lime, and chutney, poppadon crisps, and walkers. Yes. They are number two. Is it crisp or is it poppadon? No, nah, uh, I'll, I'll count it. I think they're class. Yeah. They're, to be fair, I don't get them that often, but when I get them, 
they they gone very quickly. Yeah, uh, I also like them if you get a bit of mango chutney with them as well. But a dip. Eat it. Part we can't hear you. Remember the lime Doritos that they did? They were good with mango chutney. Yeah. I mean, I think mango chutney is also just elite. Yeah. Um, Pat, number two. Uh, number two for me is Walker's Prawn Cocktail Crisps. It was a toss-up between them and Roast Chicken Crisps. Roast chicken. Oh, yeah, roast so is roast chicken crisp first? No, 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 no. Wait, right, so it can't be, wait, can't be second. And it, it's toss up. It can't be a toss up for two. And one's up no. one and one's up two. If nah, one's up third. <laughs> yeah. It was a toss uh, up for second, but none of them were good enough to get third. But they were both good enough to get second. Nah, because they're just a similar vibe. I was thinking more about like. What is my when I thought about it, I thought number one, what's my all time favourite? Number two, what's my sort of like I suppose go to standard crisp? And then number three, what would I get if I was like having people around for tea? You have a theme here, Pat, in that when you do a top three, you don't just do my first favourite, my second favourite, my third favourite. You categorise your top three. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I apply a deeper level of think thought about it, Brad. Number one's always his favourite. Number two's always the one that he'd choose if there was someone round, and number three's his missionary comfortable choice. Always <laughs> <Yeah>. in that <laughs> order. Right. Yeah, prawn cocktail for me. I like On the that part, of them. Roast chicken sensations are oh, really, really good. Really good. Agreed. I would love to do what Bob Mortimer does with uh, with um, crisps and crush the roast chicken ones up and then mix them with some boiling water and make mash with them because I think they'd be banging. I mean, I know what we're doing next time, Roll Up at yours. <laughs> That's what's getting served up. Yeah. Uh, all right, number one. I mean, it's already been mentioned. I do think they are the goat of crisps. They pair perfectly with a chicken and chorizo sandwich from Tesco for Freaka Max. I mean, can't argue. Nothing, nothing yeah, else can't there. argue. They've been can't on my list that. already. Number three for me, but um, yeah. there's no reason why they shouldn't be up there. Yeah, exactly. Go on, Brad. Uh, road choice, but because I've had them quite a lot, I can't ever not have them in my top one. Um, square salt and vinegar. Interesting. Yeah, fair. Respect that, Brad. Yeah. Did you like those, what are those ones that are shaped like chips that come in with a bag that look like come from a fish and chip shop? Oh, yeah, salt like and vinegar fries. Yeah. That's what they called. Nice. I like so many sticks, but I'll do, I think squares are in, and with squares, I used to crush them all up and eat them that way. Just one of them. Just, I think they're, They've got a better consistency than like a disco. Disco, like, either you can't see because of water shooting from your eyes because it's too salt and vinegary, but it's still all right to eat. Yeah, I always found the consistency of squares quite strange. Do you know, like the texture of them. 
Yeah. Mm. They're quite brittle. I find them a bit weird. They're like you couldn't build a house out of them. Uh, go on, Pat. Let's finish this off. Let's bring us home. So, I'm not clear on the brand of them, but you know when you go to like Spain or France or Italy and you get like what is like an elongated packet of crisps, like massive, like a bag of Doritos, say, but they're like three times as long in depth yeah. and they're paprika and they're just unreal. And I don't yeah. I don't know who makes them. You can't, I've never bought them in the UK. Is it like, like a bag of them. Not paprika. No, 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 not... Not the Lays, but the Lays ones are good. They're a good option. Yeah. But the better option are the ones that come in packets you've never seen before. And they're, they're just like heaps of them. Yeah. Like, and they're enough, slightly... Enough to bring down a small workforce. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're slightly thicker than a than a Lays, but slightly thinner than like a kettle chip. They're just, honestly... Well, they're hitting the Goldilocks zone of Christmas. Goldilocks. Yeah, Goldilocks learn a, a thickness, saltiness, and paprikariness. I think Chris on holiday are always a go-to, aren't they? Yeah, and a bear. Lay on bed. Yeah. Lay on bed. Is it ke- ketchup-flavored Lay's? Oh no, they can get in the bed. Are you joking? No. Oh, they're elite. They're probably number four on my list. Really? Have you had them? Yeah. I don't think I'd be... I don't think I'd put them top four, though. Mega. Yeah, I think... Um, I think... Some some little honourable mentions for me. Barbecue hula hoops. I've been absolutely rinsing lately. Big shout. Oh, one that, yeah, I do like that. The one that was playing on my mind, but didn't make my top three. Christmas Pringles. Only ever eat Pringles at Christmas, but do I eat Pringles at Christmas? Yeah. Any of them. I'd eat, I'd eat any of them, but not when um, not so many that like the corners of my mouth get really sore and I eat oh, salt yeah, and vinegar ones. Pringles. Also, also a great Ooh. shout on holiday. Brilliant shout. Yeah. Well, boys, is that us? I think so. And that's us. I think it's for the first time ever. Patrick, take us away. Uh, no, I want to keep you on for longer. Because um... you're checking your phone to see what the outro is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get it wrong and then get more grief. I've had mushrooms on toast and been crucified for it. If I got this outro wrong, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Um, so yeah, as always, I'd like to hear from you. You can always email the email inbox that we've never had an email on yep, at talkingheadsandtails at gmail.com or find us on t- on th and pod. Thanks for listening. Yeah, on socials. Anybody's ever tweeted us either. Uh, I was thinking we, we should probably up our socials. Not, <laughs> not on human anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some winged creatures have. All right. Speak soon, boys. Love you both. Bye. Bye.